Listening to Cannabis Corner on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, broadcasting live from downtown New Haven in the comfort of our homes. We are streaming live video on TuneIn Radio and NewHavenIndependent.org. We're also streaming live video on Facebook. Just go to Facebook.com slash New Haven Independent or Green Haven Media. Look us up, hit C first, then you can see and hear all the great programs that we have here on WNHHLP. It is Monday, August the 29th, 2022. I am your host, Joe Lachance. Welcome to Cannabis Corner. I am joined here by my co-host, Uncle Lou, Hemp Farmer Lou. How are you today, Lou? I'm having a little trouble with my green screen here. Sorry. Oh, I'm doing well, brother. You know, just uh, pushing forward and, you know, enjoying that uh, last bit of August and then moving forward. You know what I mean? Um, It was a pretty, just recouping from the weekend. It was a great weekend. I had my kids this weekend. And from there, we went up to Hartford for the Retro World Expo. Oh, what is the Retro World Expo? I like retro. Yeah, retro is, is retro video games. Um, the Dorkening was there as well. Oh, so that's, an, that's another um, show that we have on our podcast on our on the Green Haven Network. You know what I mean? So that was nice to see the guys from the Dorkening, um, even though our good friends over there at um, Token Dead were not there. They were at another convention, but it was cool to see some things going on, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Now, how far back do the games go? Like, I mean, they do in retro games. All the like way, brother. Asteroids. All the way. Asteroids, <laughs> Commandors, Magnavox 500, <laughs> all, everything all the way back. So nope. one really interesting thing, the sealed inbox, brand new Castlevania Super Nintendo game went for like $1,000 in auction. I was like, wow. 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 Did you pick up any uh, any games? So I did not, but my children were exposed to a little bit more of the old school stuff. My son's still into Pokemon. So that was pretty cool to see some of the old retro Pokemon stuff. And he was like, wow, this is really cool. And he picked up some of that stuff. My daughter was uh, introduced to it, like the, uh, the, the, the older Nintendo stuff. She was like, wow, this is pretty cool. She's arcade cabinets and things like that that we were able to play. Um, there were some pretty cool podcasts and, um, social media people there that were there, you know, doing the same thing we would do at a cannabis convention, like streaming and talking. And I got to meet some interesting individuals that I hope we can do a little cross promotion with that. They, they basically smoke and, um, play video games. Um, three Ooh. stone ninjas. Oh, definitely. <laughs> they sound yeah. like that. And you know who I really want to get on, you know, the guy, do you ever watch the ganja gospel that we have on our network on Mondays? 
the new one that was added by the gentleman from the token dad i loved it yeah oh man he talks about some wild stuff man i would love to have him on he was talking the other day about the book of enoch and i don't know if you know what that is but those in the know know and it's not a book that is widely talked about in the uh, religious circles. It was actually banned from the Bible. You can buy the book if, if I'm not wrong. I was something that, um, yes, that I found super, super interesting, you know, because I think that was brought to my attention when I was a young stoner. I, that's oh, yeah. the story of uh, that's basically the, the, the forgotten years as a. Uh, it's the story, the true story of the great flood right. and the fallen angels. Yeah, but, so and then people don't understand if they're even if they're Catholics, there is a small sentence in the Bible that said the sons of God, which are the fallen angels, came to heaven and and basically had sex with human women and created a race of giants. They were called the Nephilim. Yep. And, and the reason for the great flood is because they needed to wipe the Nephilim off the face of the earth because they were running wild. So what they kind of try to hide is the fact that these fallen angels were actually probably, you know, from another world. And yep. those were alien hybrids. And they became mutated, and so they, they created a flood to wipe them off the earth. But just the way it's told, it names names. It tells, it tells a whole lot more than the Catholic Bible tells. And it's quite interesting. And if anybody has a chance, go back and check out that episode. I just had to give that a quick plug. And since they were there, you might as well. And I know it's off the That's right. Topic. <laughs> But well, it is part of our enough, network. Surprisingly <laughs> enough, when we talk cannabis, it's so many different communities, so many different networks, so many different cannabis is such an intersecting thing that sometimes people get it all skewed and where the line is, and what part of things are going just because it's something, you know, right? People don't cross those lines with alcohol. You know, they don't. It is yeah, well, it weed is. will make you think about those things. That's, you know? right. that's why that's why these uh, that's why these these all intersect and they kind of do dig differently. Yeah. And, and, and I do. I'd like to have him on. And like you say, the three stone ninjas would be great. I think it's important. You know, I would love to find somebody who's actually doing a cannabis themed video game. I haven't seen that yet. I mean, I know there's some computer style games, but nothing really for a console. Not for uh, a console. There's a ton in the app store. You know what I mean? Snoop yeah. Dogg actually just came out with one. And, you know, the online space has its world of stoners, but only X amount really get out there. But um, yeah, I think that's a great idea to find a developer that's, that is creating like these uh, cannabis themed apps and things like that. We did remember we did have that one episode that was awesome. So if a listener is thinking about this part, they can go back and we had on the crypto cannabis club. That's right. So and, that's uh, that's another interesting thing. How the NFTs and the metaverse are going to interact with cannabis. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to. Yeah, a, a cannabis video game might be cool, you know, with, you know, growing and, and all kinds of different things. You could even have a little criminal aspect in it if you want. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> there's little apps that do that. But I mean, like the coolest thing that I've noticed. So 
plug the crypto cannabis club. It is what it is. They have so many, they've offshot a couple of different little things and they have a website where it's kind of a, a game between the NFTs. So like if you, there's plants in the end, one of the segments were plants. I was able to pick up a couple plants. They're not expensive, but yeah, you pick them up. So I have like five or six and those items every week for a small amount of crypto, if you submit them to the contest, you know, they can breed them. They can see which ones produce the most. There's a whole bunch of little nuances that get into it. So it's pretty cool, you know? Yeah. Hey, and I just want to clarify that the Ganja Gospel and all those shows are on Green Haven Media, not on the New Haven Independent. Yep. So yep. I don't want people running to New Haven Independent and trying to find them. <laughs> yep. You'll find them online. You know what I mean? Yep. And then, um, Either at the dorkening.com or on our page, Green Heavy Medium, they stream. Actually, we have a show almost every night now because those guys have been providing us with a lot of different content. So and it's pretty cool to just have this network expand and, and really work together with individuals who see the vision and who are looking to continue to broaden their network as well. So we we invite anybody to check out that uh, Facebook page and you can find posts and links off the Green Haven Media little yeah. facebook page there that we have it's our yeah. little fun place i guess right yeah that's kind of where we facebook and instagram i post my i don't yeah, think the beautiful. show the shows don't go up on instagram they don't let you stream live shows you know so um uh christina Molaley says the movie prometheus is about creation Oh. oh, it is. Uh, there's a lot of subtext in that movie. If you know what you're looking for, you can definitely find some clues. Because I guess the perennial question from all of us is, why are we here and where did we come from? Because <laughs> Do you know how many times I smoke a blunt and think about that, Joe? Yeah. Let's be for real. How many times I smoke a blunt and I think about why are we here? Oh man! Uh, and you know right. that you know that theory that that you were just talking about goes along so many different ways. We talk about, but man, I'm one of those. I was a comic book video game nerd as a kid, so like, right. there was there's this uh, video game series called Diablo from Blizzard, and there's a whole game based on the Nephilim, you know, and the whole idea is. And then you can watch, you know, Discovery Network and you'll see ancient aliens mm, where you're right. going through the whole thing, you know. So it's it's really interesting to see, you know, well, to have these conversations. And I think these conversations are stimulated when with a little bit of uh, cannabis goodness. Herbal Dude, I would never have been open to this. And as far as, yeah, that whole topic, what she's talking about with Prometheus. Um, the whole question of creation and how do we get here is were we created or did we evolve? Personally, I think it's a combo of both. If you are religious and you read the Bible, it says right there in the beginning, God created man in our image. It's right there. There is already a contradiction because if there is only one God, why would he say our image? And in well, this our is my, likeness. My, I don't get into all this part here. I don't <laughs> solely because there's a lot of. So here's my, I guess, because I am the God fearing man and all the extra, all that other stuff. As um, am I. Yeah. So, but do we question everything no matter what? I have my blind faith and I move forward. But the, here's where you can have conversation as an online individual. There you go. So, okay, let's combination mm -hmm. of both goes a long way because that you never know 
the floods mm-hmm. that have happened, this, the ice age, the the breakup after the ice age. Yeah. There are some creatures that are still here that never evolved. Right. Right. So yep. like the sea turtle. The right. sea turtle is one of those cockroaches. Cockroaches <laughs> have never evolved. This, uh, certain fish. And a lot of these animals that didn't evolve are sea-based animals. Yes. You know, we we know that that the earth was once covered in like it still is, but it was much more vastly spread out. Um sea creatures are the ones we're still we're still discovering sea creatures i live above the second deepest trench yep in in the atlantic ocean there's so much going on down here you wouldn't believe (laughs) yeah there's research going on all the time oh these people are uh, you know and we're out there on the ocean, really pushing things forward. We're seeing environmental aspects as well. You know, we see there's a huge net that's like two miles long or something like that, that just dredges the ocean for, for, uh, for plastics and things like that, you know, and then they clean it and it's eco safe. And, you know, we see the documentary, we see what's going on. Um, Yeah. So that's where I think now with access to information and things becoming declassified and, you know, you start seeing, all this breakdown on how things are going. So now back to the religious part of this with the Bible. Remember, the Bible is just a translation. Yeah, yeah. First from, of all, they got the first word, edited, God, wrong. You know, <laughs> they've edited it so many times in so many different languages, and so many processes. You know, then there was a, I forget the actual name, but at some point the Vatican actually went through and like gutted the Bible. Oh, yeah. To, to, to just make it simple for simple folk. And that's when they were writing it by hand. And now we're finding more text. We're finding more information. There's yeah. so many different versions. And if you take all the 30 or 40 different mainstream versions of the Bible and try to combine them, you'll find nuances that are same, similar, and you'll add it. You'll add so much more. Then you'll go into other religions that oh, are based on, you strange. know what I mean? Because the Old Testament, that's, you know, if people that's only one, me if I'm in, one aspect. You know, because in Christianity, there's there's still Judaism, there's still Muslim and there's still all of these things. Yeah. So now you add those spiritual texts, Hindu, Buddha, Hindu, all of them, they all it all. And you start seeing some connectivity and you're like, wait a second. Why are there aliens in every one of these books? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> what are angels? What are demons? And you know, then you hit the extra special <laughs> sativa indica terpene blend that everybody talks about or whatever. And then you hit a little bit of that wacky mushroomish, and your whole night just turns into a Discovery Channel conversation with whoever you're chilling with. And yep. you're like, wait a second, the Egyptian gods. Wait a second, the, <laughs> yeah. the Norse gods. You really telling me that they said they were from outer space back in the day? Hold up. Wait a second. So, you know, that's, <laughs> that's those conversations. We should do a whole show on this sometime. I'd love to like get the ganja guy on here and talk. We'll have to smoke out. But our guest is in, and he's been waiting. So I want to get him on. Uh Welcome now, please, uh, Mr. Scott Pitano. And Scott is running now the Boston Cannabis Week, which is from September 19th through the 25th. Boston Cannabis Week returns for the fourth installment featuring programming and education, networking, 
health and wellness, golf, fashion, art, and music. The events take place in venues throughout downtown Boston, Jamaica Plains, Somerville, and Methuen, Massachusetts. Boston Cannabis Week's mission is to normalize the idea of cannabis and provide platforms for open dialogue, communication, education, and the arts. Boston Cannabis Week is a woman-owned and led organization committed to the community empowerment and elevating the culture. Scott, how you been? It's been a while. Joe, it is great to see you, my friend. (laughs) Right? It's been too long. Yeah, yeah. For those who don't know, Scott and I go way back uh, from the days of Northeastern Institute of Cannabis up there in Natick. Uh, And Scott, if I'm correct, you ran a... uh, a social media platform back then called Social High, right? Is that still going? Correct. No, unfortunately, uh, we were too early to market with that one. So uh, we got some legs, but it didn't quite make it all the way. But, you know, it's really the catalyst that for Boston Cannabis Week. Uh, it was sure. through the promotion of Social High that I met um, my business partner and our CEO, uh, Lisa Finelli Fallon. Okay. I'm remember Lisa from back sure in the do. day. Sure do. Um, and it was when Lisa and I joined forces with Masscan to bring uh, Red Man and Method Man to the Freedom Rally in 2016 that the idea for Boston Cannabis Week was born. I was there. That was an awesome, awesome Freedom Rally. One of the last ones before the school actually closed. <laughs> you know, you brought up a good point, Scott. I think both of us, both the school and the social high were a bit ahead of their time. We were there at a time when the cannabis industry was just getting started. And I think it was a little premature. Something like that probably would go over well now, but unfortunately it seems like it's all been assimilated into all the other forms of social media because the reason you started it is because people don't remember back in the day you couldn't even post about weed on facebook you couldn't even do any of that instagram wasn't even a a, a, you know a thing really wasn't that popular so you found a need a niche and you filled it there was nothing serving the industry at the time and now almost 10 years later right it's been assimilated into regular social media because they now allow it. Well, somewhat. We're, we're still we're still fighting a battle out there. You'd oh. be surprised, um, you know, how many of our dispensary partners that come on for Boston Cannabis Week still struggle with getting their IG and Facebook accounts shut down. We as Boston Cannabis Week, even though we are a promotions company, mm-hmm. we still can't do paid sponsored posts on IG or um, or Facebook. We have to go through another uh, partner of ours, uh, Leeds Edutainment, who does our bookings for us to do sponsored posts just for our music and arts festival that is happening on Saturday, September 24th. So wow. there's still, there's still a lot there's there's still a long way to go with the whole legalization of that. yeah I agree and I see a lot of alternative platforms popping up now too because of what the censorship issues are right now on all the big tech platforms so I think cannabis along with some other people are going to end up 
forming their own little niche in social media, meaning I think more people are going to start these privately owned websites, memberships type of sites where for us, you know what I mean? So where there, where there's limited access from big tech. So I think right now is probably an, a good time <laughs> for all that. But for right now, I think Boston Cannabis Week sounds really, really exciting. And I know you got a pretty big schedule. So I wanted to go over that. Let's go over what's happening. Uh, I got a little shot of it here every day during Boston Cannabis Week. All right. So September 19th through the 25th. Um, we got the 19th, you got a golf classic, a golf tournament. Tell us a little bit about that. So the golf tournament is how we kick off the week. Uh, when we came up with the concept for Boston Cannabis Week, it was important for us to give a platform to the professionals in the industry and normalize the way we do business. And, you know, it's, it's tough enough to get out there and, and network and advertise in the cannabis space. And in my former life, when I was a project manager in the engineering world, got a lot of business done on the golf course. So we envision this in being a great B2B networking opportunity. And that's exactly what it's grown into. Uh, the vast majority of the people that come out are the C-level executives in the cannabis space. Uh, it's already sold out. It's become one of our most popular events. Uh, we host that at the Merrimack Valley Golf Club in Methuen, Massachusetts. The reason we do it up there, I grew up in Methuen. I've been uh, good friends with the Cater family for a very long time. It's a beautiful golf course, and they're very cannabis-friendly family, and they really uh, they really take good care of us and let us put on a, a good tournament. Great. And there's, of course, consumption is allowed, correct? It's a public course. People can consume if they, if they choose to. So, Right. Does it make your golf game better or worse? Scott, <laughs> you know what, you know, you know what, Joe, I haven't played in my own tournament. I, I drive around in, in the golf cart and, you know, say hi to everybody and make sure everybody's having a, having a good time. Nice. Nice. And I know now afterwards, and I'm sure there's different prizes and things that go along with that. Right. When you, when you join and I'm sure it'll be a good time. There's a, a reception and a dinner afterwards. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we have a dinner and a reception afterwards this year um, being um, being sponsored by Verano. Uh, everybody who plays gets a, uh, a, a bag with some fun trinkets and merch from all of our partners. Uh, drink tickets will be given out, compliments of Merrimed this year. Um, there's even a breakfast in the morning, compliments of Vantage Builders when uh, – when we start. So it, it's, it's going to be a great day. We just keep our fingers crossed for some beautiful weather, you know, knock on wood. We've been very lucky uh, in the previous years that we've had such gorgeous days to play. Right. And you say that event is already sold out. Correct. How about the reception? Can you get tickets for that separately or, or is that all one package deal? It's all one package deal. Okay. So, all right. So that's sold out. Uh, Uncle Lou, do you golf? My golf game is horrible. I've got a torn <laughs> rotator cup that just kills it, but I do enjoy going out with friends. Um, I'm usually the guy that they, they, they whatever, you know, it's a good game. <laughs> I just drive the it. golf cart, bro. I chill in the golf <laughs> cart and I smoke weed. I don't know what else to say, brother. Yeah, That's I don't know. I, I play. I do. I, and, I, and I love going golfing. Um, we, 
uh, Whippa Farm sponsors a golf down here in Connecticut. I'm uh, the Shriners Hospitals do fundraisers. So we're one of the only CBD hemp sponsors for the golf tournament every year. So we go, we have a great time. I don't really, I don't play. I don't even bull, I don't even bull about it or anything. I go on, we've got a foursome. We do the whole thing. We go through, everybody's like, you just keep getting, you skip them past. I'm good guys. I'm going to roll another one. You guys want one? <laughs> then there's like, usually, and here's the more debauchery of it. There's usually the, the, the cart for the, the bar cart that comes through and then everybody's having a libation. It's a good time. Once again, where a lot of business has been done. I, um, our industry, I've done a lot of business in a lot of interesting places, I guess. Right. That's yes. Like, I think we all have bathrooms. Like it's illegal, I guess. Right. Like bathrooms, <laughs> gas, you know, parking. Now, lots. I, used to, I used to do the strip club a lot. So, you know, <laughs> called debauchery or whatever it is. I was, I was 21. I've been doing this. Yeah, I was in. I joined the legacy market when I was 16. You know what I mean? The first time I sold weed, the first time I smoked weed was the first time I sold weed. I made $5 on the first two blunts I smoked. So it was like, all right, fine. Then fast forward to when I was growing and doing all that. And now, you know, a lot of people in a lot of places and, and it'd be, oh man, if you're doing dinner at the, but you're doing business at the bar, you're doing business at a strip club, you're doing business at the golf club, playing hockey, whatever you, there's always someplace, someplace. And now, now it's all legal now. So now what, what's everybody do? Try to oh, fit golfing. In a little bit, I guess, right? Go yeah, golf. we got to normalize it. <laughs> That's why you do golf instead of strip clubs. All right, yeah, I move. had to get out of that. I had to get out nah. of that. I was once you hit once you hit like thirty. That's not you and me both, not brother. Enjoying themselves, but once you hit thirty, you don't do business in strip clubs anymore. That's just imagine what strip clubs were game. like in the seventies and eighties, and you. Can oh my imagine. god, yes, Joe! Forget it. Okay, now you know I ended up in rehab. Okay, we can go to the next one, which is speaking of debauchery. Let's shift it now. Tuesday is the conscious community. Let's let's be a little more talk a bit more wellness, meditation, yoga. What do you got going on for the conscious community day? So the conscious community <laughs> is our education day, and also in line with education, um, this is kind of like the old save the the date flyer. We do have an updated one that has um, much more programming, detailed programming, when you can also find information about that at bostoncannabisweek.com. But on Monday evening at six o'clock, uh, we have partnered with MCR Labs to launch their Science Over Stigma, which is an edu- oh. night of education that's taking place at Seed in Jamaica Plain. So that, that'll be a nice little, um, they're, they're starting with the history of cannabis. And I'm sure you've you've heard a lot of that before too, Joe. Oh, I remember that. Is she there? Is she going to be there? Uh, I'm not sure if she will be at Seed Monday evening, but Kara is our director of education in the conscious community. And the day of education is uh, wouldn't be possible without her. Kara does such a, such a great job putting together um, such thoughtful panels with with great guests. So we we expanded to an entire day of education on Tuesday. That's being hosted at Warehouse in Somerville, Mass. Uh, we start off, we kick off the day at 9.30 with a breakfast for veterans. And we're going mm. to have uh, resources there for veterans. Dr. Mary McNabb, who I'm sure you're familiar with, the Cannabis Center of Excellence will be there. 
um, helping veterans sign up for some of her research projects. There'll be, we'll have um, people on hand helping them with resumes and job placement and stuff of that nature. So that's how we're kicking the day off. Then we go into kind of like our, our wellness piece. We're doing a, uh, we're doing a cannabis and pregnancy panel this year. Oh, um, wow. You know, again, with, you know, some of the troubles Kara dealt with. Went she- through. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. The government wanted to get involved. Yeah. So um, we have, we have that part. Then we go into like, we have an innovative business design panel this year. We have some uh, people coming on who are doing some really cool things from the business ownership side of things and how they are bringing together social ec- groups of social equity applicants to band together and, you know, create some, create some really unique businesses. Um, then we kind of move into our culture piece in the afternoon after a short lunch break. And this year we're addressing um, toxicity in the, in the cannabis industry. There's oh, that's a- perfect. Come down here and teach that class, huh? Yeah. <laughs> we, we hear some real horror <laughs> stories about, you know, how people are being treated in the workplace in this industry, which is, which is a shame. Sometimes I feel like people don't necessarily take it serious because it is cannabis and they think they don't have to operate, operate like a normal business. Um, so that one actually has mm. a questionnaire out online where people are actually filling them out anonymously and giving us some real world situations, which we will bring up as, as, as topics. Um, and then we have a wellness panel. We're talking about CBD and physical movement. We'll have another break in the evening. And then we go into a how-to cultivation piece, which will be done by Ellen Brown. It's going to be a real hands-on oh. with an actual plant and you know, showing how that does. And then we're rounding out the night with our legacy market transition. We have a great panel of uh, people who were in the legacy market and have now transitioned into the legal space. Wow. You know, Scott, that sounds like a real comprehensive freaking day. I mean, seriously, it lo- it's almost, yeah, I'm really impressed. And you can tell care of that. So is that still open? Are there still tickets so, for that? So- that is open. So all of our education and networking events are free to the public. We just ask that you go and register so that we can have a, a head count and we know how to keep it at capacity and what have you. So if you go to the bostoncannabisweek.com, you'll see ticket links for all of these. In the vast majority of our events are free to the public. Um, one thing we do do for some of, the, some of them, um, for instance, our block party and fashion on fire, we have a optional $10 donation ticket and we donate that money every year. This year, that's going to be donated to veterans organizations on those $10 tickets. The hundred percent of that goes to veterans organizations. So all this is free. Well, we'll go through it. So, okay. So that's the day of education. Anybody from Connecticut, I recommend you take the day and go up there. It's only going to cost you the cost of gas and the tolls. I think you need to do this because from what he says, and if you look on bostoncannabisweek.com, this is a very valuable day of education. I can just tell you that as a former educator and still, but so I want people to know that if they have the day off, it is worth their while to do this. Okay. So the next day, 
Fashion on Fire. Tell me a little bit about the fashion in the cannabis industry. So Fashion on Fire, we we launched this last year as just kind of like a fun thing to do, um, focusing on sustainable fashion. This year, it's going to be more of a showcase for some of the designers that we are working with um, within the cannabis space, whether they're using sustainable design or they're doing things out of hemp. They're doing um, clothing that reflects the culture of the cannabis space. And we also pair this with a glass art gallery. We have um, a number of glass artists and shops that we work with who bring in some really high-end pieces of glass. As I know you, I'm sure you know, Joe, there's some pieces out there that are just absolutely sure. at work now, and they've become a very collectible, very collectible pieces. So we put a lot of those on display for people to see, and they are welcome to purchase um, if the mood strikes them. Is Josh Mohawk still doing it? Uh, as far as I know, I think I just saw it. As far as I know, uh, he's not involved with us, but I know he has a show coming up um, in Worcester somewhere, I think, next oh, week. Great. Yep. Great, great, great. So that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, yep. And where's that being held? So that is also at the same location that education is. That is also oh, okay. a house in Somerville, Mass. And will there be hemp clothing there? Uh, there will be some hemp clothing designers, correct? I think that's important. Very, very cool. Okay. So next day is the industry mix. That so, is a big networking party. So that is a big networking event. Again, one of our most popular events. Uh, this year, we moved that. We have to keep getting a bigger venue every year because this one gets filled up fast. This one um, it is being held at Studio B, which is part of Big Night Live right down at uh, TD Bank Garden. So oh, okay. right on Causeway Street, beautiful big windows overlooking TD Garden. You look out the window and there's the statue, famous statue there, Bobby Orr. It's a great, great location. This year, we are actually kicking this off from four to five. There will be a special BCW edition of Let's Talk Weed which is another educational platform um, owned and operated by Darrell Black. Okay. Uh, Let's Talk Weed and Darrell are actually one of our scholarship recipients this year. So every year we give out a couple of scholarships to um, smaller businesses just getting started out. And we give that scholarship in the form of BCW sponsorship. So they basically get all the entitlements of paid sponsor wood. Oh, okay, great. And, and, and is that an, uh, just is an evening event? So this is an evening event. It begins at four o'clock. We'll go to about 10 o'clock in the evening, immediately following Let's Talk Weed. We just go right into a cocktail mixer. The cocktail hour this year is actually being sponsored by Analytic Labs. So we have a, an open cocktail hour from five to six. Uh, and it's really, we keep it just very kind of, you know, just regular mixer we have a dj but it's we play the music low so that people can talk and network and make those all valuable connections excellent and then um all right so next is the big block party and i know you have some good musical guests that sounds like a fun event so the block party do you actually take off over a whole block so the block party in experience boston the 23rd and the 24th are returning to undergrounded ink block. That's where we host both of those. Okay. And those, those, um, those are in the same location. So vendors come in on the 23rd and they stay right through to the 24th. So the block party is just a, again, a free open block party on Friday. 
It costs nothing to get in. You go on and you, you register through the website. There is that optional $10 donation ticket I mentioned, which does get, um, does get donated to veterans organizations this year. Right. So this is free. We bring in some good local talent. We have, uh, this is more of like a laid back jam band. As of right now, we have green lion crew coming in to spin. We have a dance troupe called we, the females that will be performing. Right. Um, and we have a musical performance by soul rebel Project at that as well. So with other artists to hopefully be announced, but again, that is, that is a free event. And there are vendors, like you said, there will be vendors there. Vendors, food trucks. We have a video game trailer coming in this year so people can play some Fortnite and have some fun. We have tons of games, great food truck vendors, uh, airbrush people, and live art installations going on as well. Oh, wow. And that, again, is a free event. And the addresses will all be up on bostoncannabisweek.com after the, you know, people can look at it now or after the show, whatever. Yep. Okay. So now the music festival, that's, that's where you got the artists. That's, is that's, that's an all day event, right? That's a, that's an all day event that starts um, at 2 PM in the afternoon, goes from, goes to 10 o'clock at night. Um, again, we'll have all the food trucks, vendors and, and stuff like that. Um, we are so thrilled with the lineup we have put together this year um the headlining artist is is grammy award winner common with a with, oh, with the live him. band with the live band he is coming in with a whole band and doing the performance it, it's going to be incredible wow and then we also have we have currency performing as well with a live band after common then we have rock marciano performing with the alchemist Oh, we, we have um, local legend acrobatic performing um, with Dub Apocalypse. And it's rounded out with uh, everybody, one of everybody's favorite local artists, Dutch Rebel. And we'll have DJ Slipwax, who will be spinning music throughout the day in between the set, in between the sets. And that's 2 p.m. to 11 or whenever, right? 2 p.m. to 10 or we're, whenever we get a kick common off of state, off stage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that is the one that is the one event that is ticketed. Tickets are available again at bostoncannabisweek.com. The early bird tickets um, are up right now. I believe that it's $45 uh, for early bird tickets. And it goes up to $70 the day of show if you if you want to wait till last minute. Okay, so that's that's good. That's good for common and all those okay. acts. You yep. know what I mean? We have a great um, VIP section uh, this year, sponsored by Berkshire Roots, and there's VIP tickets available. Where and with the VIP tickets, you get a gift bag with a bunch of merch from a lot of our different partners. You get some BCW swag in there. You have access to a a viewing pl- an elevated viewing p- platform that is kind of away from the crowd. We'll have CBD massages available in the VIP. There's free water, snacks, juices. It's 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 a great experience. Oh, it sounds like it. I'm I'm kind of wish I could be there. All right. So I guess after this, of course, on Sunday we need a day of self care. (laughs) what, what, What we found out is everybody on Sunday is just burnt out from the week, myself included. Uh, uh, it's, it's like that after any weekend convention or anything like that, right? Yep. So, so this year we're just having a brunch from 11 to 2. 
Um, that'll be hosted at the AC Marriott Hotel. And again, those that's another ticketed event. Tickets are available on bostoncannabisweek.com. I believe that's a, a $40 ticket, which really just covers the cost of food. Right, of course. But you get a really good brunch. You, you do. Know. You get a you get a great brunch. Great. And there'll also be a cash bar available if uh, you know the, you need a mimosa in the morning. <laughs> so what made you guys, you know, you've been doing this for four years. What what was the idea? Who brought it together? Uh, you know, who's involved now? I know you said Kara, but I'm sure there's tons of people to put on a six day event, a seven. It's a full week. Oh, it's yeah, we have we have a fantastic team of people, um, you know, that helped pull this together. It was really Lisa. Lisa and I were, you know, the original co-founders and the ones who put this together originally. The concept actually came um when I just came about because of when I was married, I, my wife was heavily involved. My ex-wife was heavily involved in fashion. And I spent a lot of time in New York fashion week, Boston fashion week. And I looked at Lisa and I said, well, they do a restaurant week, fashion week. Why not a week of cannabis events? And as I had been traveling the country, you know, I was promoting social high. It was frustrating to go to a lot of these um, conferences that were jam packed into a weekend. Right. And it was kind of some of them were limited in access for startup companies. You know, it was tough to go and spend all this money to be involved and be part of it. You know, so we try to make sure that we take care. We've had a lot of small business packages for sponsorships. Like I said, we give the scholarships and we try to make sure that it's accessible to the entire community. Right. And it sounds like it is. I know it's been very successful in years past. So much so you've been able to garner some decent sponsors. Who's, uh, you know, who's helping you out? Who's involved in the event? What sponsors? What vendors can people expect to see? Uh, you can pretty much everybody from, from the cannabis space will be there. We, we have everybody from, we have everybody from um, you know, big companies like PAX down to you know, some, of the, some of the smaller um, cannabis, like Let's Talk Weed was, a, like I said, a small partner. Um, we have people like Green Care Collective, Green Gold Group. The list goes on and on and on. I it really there's a li full list of sponsors again at BostonCannabisWeek.com. You can see all of those people that will be there in attendance at vending. Nice, 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 nice. Very cool, Scott. Just a couple, few more questions. Um, you've been, I mean, obviously you've been around the Massachusetts scene since medical became medical and then since the legal market how has it changed in the six years since we since you first got legalization up there in massachusetts in 2016 to where it is now like do you think you could have been able to pull this off back when in 2016 or, or was it important to have to wait a couple of years before the industry kind of shook itself out? Because I know in the beginning it was a rough go. And are things better now? Things are much better now. I mean, as, as you know, Joe, we, we, we got the legalization in 2016, right. but it took forever for companies to get their doors open. So had we tried to launch this earlier, I think the market was still too immature. You didn't have a, so many companies were getting killed because as you know, the process, you're waiting for your license, you're paying rent on these buildings and you're just bleeding money 
waiting to get your license to finally sell. So we needed to let the market mature so that there were enough companies to open their doors so that we would have the, the sponsors available to us to help us put on this incredible event. Right. Right. And, and now I believe you guys are actually working on consumption lounges. Is that uh, correct? It's in the, it's in the mix. You have some towns that are uh, far more aggressive or Somerville being one of them um, that are going to allow them. Cambridge, I believe is, as well, but you still get a lot of town. There's still towns that are fighting just the uh, having a dispensary in the town itself. My hometown of Methuen, they put it to a vote uh, just back in November, this past November, and the town shot it down. And it wasn't even to have retail. They were going to do cultivation only. So nothing would be sold in the town. It would just be cultivation manufacturing. It would create jobs. It would create tax revenue for the town. And people still demonize it for some reason. Right. And that's part of the whole reason why you're trying to get, especially in Methuen, no less, right? <laughs> Maybe there's a reason. Uh, get Boston Cannabis Week out there. We're running into the same problem here in Connecticut. I know Uncle Lou can tell you there are tons of towns that are on the fence uh, that don't really want it or that are going to make it hard for you to come in. Uh, I know towns that you would have thought here in Connecticut would have jumped on it like Waterbury or Danbury or even New Haven or Bridgeport were very. Been a, I'm, I'm going on month six, I believe, with zoning. So in, in Bridgeport, in Bridgeport. So that's that's one of those um, back and forth things. And as you said, waiting for that license, bleeding money. It's it's and it's always because of, you know, red tape, paperwork, the state not having it together. Yeah. You know, as you said, you know, it took some time for the market to mature a little bit before this was this is a gorgeous week. It's something that I look forward to at this point. It's something that a lot of people are involved with that we know personally. We're very excited about the whole thing. The golf tournament's the highlight of everybody's reels everywhere. And at least the Northeast area, people go up from Connecticut, people go from Rhode Island, people come down from Maine, people come down from New Hampshire um, for this style of event because it is a more mature event. It's something that we all enjoy as adults, ultimately, not just um, where it's all the networking. Sometimes the networking events can get a little... uh, wild but um <laughs> life you know so this is where i'm super excited about this all going down um yeah and i did want to mention real quick the that it is like right after the freedom rally too right, right. isn't the freedom rallies on the 17th is this correct so that kind of leads into this that'll get people warmed up for sure for this yeah <laughs> it, it just, it just yeah, it kind of worked out that way i mean you know it's the Freedom Rally is now only one day, as you know. The city's kind of, you know, well. <laughs> reeled it in on that, but you know, it's that's still that's still a staple of of the community. Yeah. Up here. I mean, did you go last year? I did not go last year. So, with just prior to the week, that's right. It was the I same try, thing. I'm, it was I'm the same thing done and. You know, I'd like to spend time with my kids that weekend because I won't see them for a little bit while I'm out, you know, doing what I have to do. So that's right. Last year, it was the same way. I remember we had Kara on. It's right. It was the 
Freedom Rally, then Boston, Canada. Yeah. That's right. Well, I understand why they made it one day. That's all I'm going to say after being there last year. <laughs> <laughs> I will say it was a good time. Yeah, I'm sure. But I can understand why the city of Boston might want to cut it down. Well, you know, Joe, they've been they've been fighting it for what's it, 28 years now. Every year, every year, it's a battle. I remember we used to have booths there every year with the school, and every year it was like last minute. Oh, we got to get wait for the permit. Oh, the town hasn't, the city hasn't permitted us. That's a sue them every year, every freaking year, just to get it done. So, yeah, I do get it. And I give those guys, is Mascan still running it? Yes. Yeah, I give those guys a lot of credit for keeping it going through all these years, even if no matter what form it's in, because that is a staple in the industry. We'll talk more about it as we get closer. But I did want to mention that it's a whole besides just Cannabis Week. You start off the week with that. So uh, it's it's getting people warmed up. It sounds like a real, real exciting time to be living in Massachusetts and and being a part of the industry. You know, as you know, here in Connecticut, we're just getting started and we're going through a lot of growing pains on a lot of levels, Um, more on the community level than, you know, and we always have our problems. You're always going to have your problems with the state and their regulators. That is a constant. Did you find up there in Massachusetts that the tone of the community and things kind of changed up there once legalization came in? Did it seem like people were more starting to try and stake their claim than fight the good fight? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I think you get that pretty much anywhere you go, right? You know, there's there's the the people you're always going to have the people who are fighting the good fight and are still fighting the good fight. And then you're going to get your people who pretend to fight the good fight because they're trying to use it for their own personal gain. Um, You know, and and listen, I, I don't begrudge anybody for trying to make a living. And I think you can fight the good fight and still make a, a living and a path in this industry and, and do it the right way. It's all it's all a matter of, you know, how you approach it, what you put together, priorities and reaching that balance, as I like to say. Yeah. You know, I, uh, yeah, go. The goal, the, I think that the goal is and I think that the Boston Cannabis Week exemplifies it is the idea that. Six years after legalization, we're seeing legacy social equity. We're seeing all these individuals move into the legal realm where now they're actually businesses. So now it's a business sponsoring the event. It's not necessarily your sponsors aren't necessarily anymore. You know, not that they ever were, but like legacy market individuals. And, you know, now it's more a straight up corporation or corporate business or somebody that started something and they're able to have the mature funds to actually start sponsoring thing and, and do these things. Cause I think that's everybody's goal. If they're, you know, that's a lot of people's goal to go from that legacy and into at least a legal market where you can start creating a 401k for yourself or some type of legacy to leave your children <clears throat> doing what we did, you know? So. Yeah. And, and Scott, I want to, I want to commend you, people like you, people like Kara, people like Beth waterfall, People, uh, 
healing rose, all the people who do fight the good fight still, and also run businesses and contribute to the legal cannabis market. And, and I think that exemplifies exactly what you were talking about, how you can balance and do both. And one thing I do want to say about all those people is they were all there from the start. You, you were all there fighting the good fight to get the legalization put in. And I think it's important that people recognize that you guys are still doing things and you're still doing things in a big way out there that are not corporately minded, that are not greedy, that are still trying to help the community. And that is so important. So thank you for what you do. And I'm hoping one day, and I'm sure Lou hopes too, that there can be a Connecticut Cannabis Week, you know? That would be real nice. We could do a golf tournament. We could do all, you know, and I'd love to talk to you about that someday. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of people here would, but they're just not ready for it yet. We, 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 <laughs> we do have plans to move into other markets. So we'll don't worry. The market has to mature still. Um, on that note, it is 155. So we need to all right. get a contact and say yeah. goodnight. All right. So, Scott, tell us how to get in touch with you. So bostoncannabisweek.com, you can go there. There's You find all the ways you need to get in contact with us, whether it's for vendor information, ticket information, general questions, um, you know, ways to get involved. It's all right there at our website. It's very convenient, very user-friendly, very simple. And you're all on social media. I know you're on Instagram, Facebook, all that, right? Yep, Boston Cannabis Week. All our Week. socials, it's uh, generally Boston Cannabis Week or at Boston Canna. All right, Scott, Beautiful. thank you so much. Lou, any last words? Uh, no, everybody, enjoy your week. There's a lot of kids going back to school. Um, good luck to everybody with the semester starting in so many different places. Have a uh, great start to September. Yeah, and I say the same thing. You can follow us on Greenhaven Media. Enjoy your Labor Day weekend. There is a lot of stuff going on, but you can go find out for yourself on Instagram. Hey, Joe, um, one last thing, one last yeah. thing just to, for all your people down there, Connecticut, New York, wherever they're listening, if they can't make it up to Massachusetts for the festivities, a lot of our programming is live streamed and available on our social media networks specifically the education. So we make that available oh. virtually as well. If then I'll probably be there. Person. I'll probably check it out. And that's on bostoncannabisweek.com. So bostoncannabisweek.com and we stream to fit our Facebook live. And then all of that content will live there and on our, um, on our YouTube channel as well. Perfect. Lou, Scott, thank you so much for a great informative show. We're going to be off next week because of Labor Day. So we'll see you on the 12th. Enjoy your Labor Day. Go out there and find some good events to go to because I'm not going to give them to you anymore. All right. We'll see you next week. Have fun. Bye-bye. everyone. still messed up. And I know why. Why, man? Yeah. Because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. So this is my little private time with you guys. Just know I'm coming for you. Uh, I could have cheated and I could have passed, but I got high. Uh, uh, I'm taking it next semester and I know why. Why, <laughs> why man? Why? Yeah, because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. Uh, I was going.
gonna go to court before I got high. I was gonna pay my child support, but then I got high. No, you wasn't. They took my whole paycheck, and I know why. Why, Because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. I wasn't gonna run from the cops, but I was high. I'm serious, man. I was gonna pull right over and stop, but I was high. La, 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 now la, la, la. I'm a paraplegic <laughs> and I know.